Hey, Dr. Mike here. Is acupuncture right for you? We'll stick around to find out. We have a special guest, Dr. Ahuva Gamliel. You're listening to Live Foreverish, a show dedicated to helping you live just a little longer. Here's your hosts, Dr. Mike and Dr. Crystal Gossert. All right, welcome to Live Foreverish. Dr. Crystal Gossert. Yes. Have you ever had acupuncture? Yes. Once. <laughs> I forgot. It was so long ago. One time. Uh, and I, it was one of our colleagues. You remember Dave Witty? Dave Witty. I do remember. You do remember yes, Dave yes. Witty? Dr. Witty. And so he was a massage therapist as well as he was a doctor of oriental medicine. Yeah. And he did a session for me, massage with some acupuncture. So it was mainly a massage therapy session with, with, mixed with, in a, with little a little acupuncture. Any suction cups? No. You know, uh, cupping wasn't a thing oh. back then. I mean, this was no, years go, hold ago. No, you guys are getting ahead of everything here. <laughs> All of a sudden, there's this new voice that just popped up. Yes. Um, I should probably tell them who that new voice yes, is. Yes, Dr. Mike. Yes, sure. we have a wonderful guest, Dr. Ahuva Gamliel. She is a naturopathic doctor and an acupuncture physician. She got her uh, naturopathic doctor degree and master's uh, from Bastyr University. That's one of the best. Yes. Hands down. Great, great place to uh, come from. Uh, she has a private uh, practice and corporate, corporate wellness practice in Broward County and also provides holistic telehealth consulting services to patients all over the place. Dr. Ahuva, welcome. Thank you show. so much for having me here. So now, so now, now you can talk. Now. now people know you. <laughs> okay. <Just kidding>. So <laughs> now back now, to that cupping. But, no, but, <laughs> cupping yeah, wait. but you, there's a reason why I asked Dr. Crystal that because she, she tries everything. Mm -hmm. If anything comes down the line, a drink, a supplement. No, I don't mean anything. Well, no, I don't mean. Uh, well, maybe. I, I, I meant, you know, like a, I don't know, whatever, protein yes. thing, shake, a supplement, an herb, a new technique. She's trying. I'm it. easily intrigued. Mm, that's a good Especially if something, if, if I've read information, research that it provides benefits, Absolutely. I'm going to give it a try sure. for sure. Yeah. That's yeah. good. So anyway, she's the guinea pig <laughs> of the group. So tell us a little bit, um, acupuncture. I, I've never had it. I'll be honest with you. Um, I don't know too many people have, who have in this country, but I know it's growing, right? So give us a little background of acupuncture, a little history of it. Sure. Well, acupuncture has been around for thousands of years. The actual, like, origination of it is kind of debated. Some people think that it came from the monks in China, like meditating, and then they like, you know, channeled down this system of healing energy medicine. And um, there's another theory that it came actually from trial and error, from people getting um, hit in, in war and different things in different places in their mm. body and then realizing, oh, I got hit on my hand and my headache went away mm. and, and things like that. So it came about more empirically. Like, I kind of like, like that. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah. And there's also like um, a biblical origin um, when Abraham sent his son Ishmael east with gifts. Mm -hmm. Some people think that the gifts are the esoteric, spiritual, healing, energetic kind of um medicine so oh, there's, like that, there's that theory wow too. yeah i like both those i like the <laughs> I second and third one <laughs> so war and gifts spiritual gifts and stuff from abraham that's awesome yeah wow. so so how I, I, how did you get involved with this because i know uh, i think you had said we were talking before the show right that um you went to bastyr that's well known as a naturopathic 
school. Correct. Is that that's w- what you went to go originally for, right? Yes, primarily. Yeah. yeah. And then why? Then how did you also add acupuncture. acupuncture to that? So similar to Dr. Crystal, I'm in the idea that if anything works, like why not use it or try it? You know. So if it could be, if it could allow me to have another tool under my belt to help people in a natural, holistic, non-toxic way, then you know I thought it would be beneficial. And I'm so glad that I did, as we were discussing also before the show, that um, here in the state of Florida, unfortunately, naturopathic medicine is not yet licensed. So I would not be able to practice as a naturopathic doctor, but yeah. But in Florida, acupuncture physicians are seen as primary care providers. So we have a wide um, scope of practice as, as an acupuncturist here. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna, I blame Hollywood. <laughs> Hollywood, no, like Hollywood. California? Yes. Hollywood. <laughs> no, let me, let me, let me okay. explain here. I, I blame Hollywood because I think a lot of people, when they've seen like on, in movies or on TV, mm-hmm. acupuncture places and stuff, it's always drab looking. It's oh, always kind of dark, yeah. a little little dirty, and maybe. hundreds of needles. Yeah, like and, weird. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, and so and so people see that. Mm-hmm. And guys, that listen, Hollywood <laughs> impacts us a lot. Yeah, and how we think and see things. Um, so what? So what are those real barriers then? Like, wh- when will this be more accepted across? the country when when will acupuncture be seen as something where you can use medical insurance for and all that kind of stuff and what, what's your vision there yeah i i think that right now acupuncture is licensed in all 50 states and in the state of florida we are able to bill um, insurance companies so okay. in my practice i bill united aetna um, cigna blue cross blue shield so thank god for that like not every plan has acupuncture benefits mm-hmm. but it is something that patients can seek if they wish to now would you need a referral from a primary care physician or does it depend on the plan exactly it depends on the plan in some cases they do need referrals and they, it has to be proven as medically necessary like they couldn't just do it for weight loss or stress they have to have like um, a condition that's been documented yeah, that they a have real, a real diagnostic so code what type yeah. of conditions yeah. So acupuncture can treat anything from head to foot, from headaches to plantar fasciitis, digestive disorders, infertility. And so a lot of people associate acupuncture with pain conditions like back pain, neck Mm -hmm. pain, knee pain, etc. However, we don't think of acupuncture for things like stress, depression, anxiety, things like that, insomnia. Those can all be treated um, with acupuncture, even Mm -hmm. menopause. Well, I think that speaks volumes to the work that you do because it is covered by insurance. It is accepted in the medical community. What's surprising is that people aren't taking advantage of it. Like people aren't doing it. And and I wonder if they're just... They maybe, don't they don't it. Well, exactly. maybe they don't know. Maybe they don't know that it's covered by their insurance. And they don't know the benefits of it. Like I said, a lot of people associate acupuncture with pain conditions. So you think, oh, I don't have back pain. And how can acupuncture help me with digestion? And actually, my first job when I left Bastyr University was doing acupuncture on cruise ships. And the way that we got patients was that on sea days when people had nothing to do, we offered um, free educational lectures. So when people would come and say, oh, I didn't know that acupuncture can help with, you know, constipation or IBS or something like that. And and they are more open-minded when they're on vacation, like, oh, let me try something yes. new. So they come in and then they're so like happily surprised that it worked because they weren't expecting That's it great. to. And then they can go home and, and, you know, find an acupuncturist in their area to continue. Uh, 
Okay, so I'm going to sound like the dumb conventional doctor. <laughs> well, that's well, kind of a part of my <laughs> next question is what's the deal with conventional doctors and why aren't they Well, that was that, that wasn't my question that. at all. My question is more about okay, is it is it related to pressure points and stuff where you yes. Okay. Cuz I it's a lot of people I think you're right. When they think of acupuncture, it's more the pain stuff, right? Right. But you mentioned anxiety, mm-hmm. and I have a friend that has a panic disorder, mm. and she can't always obviously get into her acupuncture, and it works. But apparently, it's somewhere in her here yeah. in her hand. She showed me it. Of course, people on YouTube can see what I'm doing, but the rest can't. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you kind of claps your hand like this, and where your thumb lands, yes, and you rub that, yeah, it calms you down immediately. Yes. That point. So that was that where you would put maybe a, a, a needle? needle. Yes. So that point is actually on not the. Not so dumb. <laughs> it's I on, didn't say that. <laughs> so that point is on the large intestine channel. It's called a large intestine four, and it's what we call the panacea point, which means cure all, and it moves your qi, which is your vital energy and your circulation. So in Chinese medicine, we have meridians, which are channels of energy all through our body, and when somebody has a panic disorder or pain or any like issue in their body, it's because the energy is stuck. So this point moves the qi, it moves the blood. Mm-hmm. If you have a headache, you can use it. Um, a woman, if they have menstrual cramps. She did She did here, too. Yes. Is there something there, too? There, that's um, pericardium eight. Okay. Yeah, that's for calming. That's a calming. That's point. another thing. Yeah, she, for you, anxiety. I'll see her a lot of times just sitting here, and yeah. she's doing this talking to people. Yeah, and the way that you find that point is you take your middle finger, you bring it into the palm of your hand, and it's right where the middle finger yeah. meets. Yeah. And then you can massage. Because they, okay. she'll, she'll be in a stress for her, a stressful right. situation, and and she managed it, and she'll be doing this as she's talking. Yeah. So for religious people that might be um, Christian listening, that's what we call the Jesus point. Oh, oh. Nice. <laughs> nice. So I'm learning something new right now because mm. I thought it was all about the nervous system mm. and how, you know, you have your, your spinal cord and then all the well, nerves but that's some go of it out too, into right? the periphery. It's and so you're targeting specific. Is that, okay, let's back up. <laughs> yes. I think Dr. Chris and I need more education on it. So, t- okay, all right, take us to school for a sec. What exactly are you looking like when you have a needle on your finger and you're about to place it somewhere why are you deciding to place it there like is it nerve is it these plexi is it like what is it so i'm absolutely not trying to touch a nerve that would be very uncomfortable (laughs) for the patient they would jump um so we're putting it into the fascia or the muscle it just depends on what area of the body we're treating like so for example if we're treating the ear it's cartilage, but we don't go very deep. There's also different lengths of needles. Mm -hmm. So the needle could be like um, half an inch, an inch, two inches, depending on where we're going. So for example, for sciatica, the needle can be very long because we want it to go in pretty deep in the glutes. Mm -hmm. Um, So like I said, different size and also different gauge. So not only the length of the needle, but the breadth of the needle. Mm -hmm. So usually we like to go as, as thin as possible in America because people kind of shy away from pain. They don't want to feel it. They don't want to be uncomfortable. In China, it's practiced differently. They use thicker needles, and patients are not afraid of pain. You know, maybe oh. the maybe the mentality is different there, like the no pain, no gain. Yes. You know, they want to feel that it's working, that it's doing something. They don't want to feel like. I kind of get that. Yeah. I see that. So there's yeah. two sides of you know, but they both yeah. work. So that's the, the interesting thing is so what it what it does is it stimulates. So I think this is more answering your question, like how how is it working? What are you doing with the needle? Um, so. It creates kind of like a micro tear in the tissue mm-hmm. by putting it by inserting the needle, and that awakens the body's like healing systems, the mm-hmm. circulation of like 
we have an injury. We got to go in. We got to send in our fighters to to repair this injury. So we have the red blood cells, which are bringing in the oxygen and the iron. We have the white blood cells, which are bringing in the natural killer cells and the macrophages, which I like to call the Pac-Man cells. They come up and eat mm -hmm. any cellular yes. debris or anything mm -hmm. that shouldn't be there. Um, so we have all kinds of healing, you know, elements inside the blood that are like coming to heal that area. So we're kind of like bringing the body's awareness of like, oh, this area needs to be healed. Let's go in there and do what needs to be done. Yeah. It's like a little, you're adding a little stress yes. that allows the, the, the body, that's that hormesis effect type right. uh, that we talk about a yes. lot more in conventional medicine. Yes. And yeah. that, that, that cleared up everything. That <laughs> completely makes sense to me, uh, which leads me to the next question about the research. Yes. What are there any landmark mm -hmm. studies or anything that um, any research that you can share? And I'm sure there has to be, mm -hmm. because it's accepted in the medical community. It's covered right. by insurance. So, and I know insurance companies they will not <laughs> cover well, something and, that. And, and, and in this country, right? It, we don't we don't follow the anecdotal evidence as much as Correct. we do. What's that real clear? Because right. there's like in China, maybe they accept more of the anecdotal evidence, which mm -hmm. is fine historical. Mm. It, but in this country, your MD stuff like that, they're gonna want. Where's that hardcore yes. science? You know, it's so interesting that you say that because my experience in Chengdu, China, was the exact opposite. Like, even oh. though acupuncture and Chinese medicine has been there for thousands of years, they want to do what's new and trendy. And oh. and conventional medicine is only about two hundred years old. But they think in China that that's like you know, the best, the gold standard. And so they don't necessarily do as much acupuncture in China as they want to do Western medicine. So there are- That is, <laughs> I, I wouldn't have thought that at all. Yeah. Very wow. interesting. Yeah. yeah. So what? So when you think of, you've mentioned a lot of things already, um, a lot of pain disorders, for instance. Yeah. Um, what, what, is that where you focus or do you, you, you you'll treat anybody that needs help basically or is there a specialty yeah. that you follow so i have a specialty um service which is homeopathic injection therapy which i use homeopathic anti-inflammatories such as zeal for people who have pain conditions like let's say they've tried um steroids you know NSAIDs, cortisone, for example, to manage their pain, mm -hmm. as we know that only puts a temporary um, Band-Aid over the problem. It does not heal the problem. It does not address the root of the problem, whereas the homeopathic medicine allows the body to heal itself from the inside out. Mm -hmm. So those homeopathic injections are something that um, I specialize in doing. And as an acupuncturist, it is a specialty certification. Um, so can you explain homeopathic medicine <laughs> I mean, we have to you know, we, we have listeners that may not know what that is what exactly, that is yeah. okay so homeopathy is based on the principle of like cures like so you give a little bit of something um, in order to antidote so for example if somebody is allergic to bee stings the homeopathic remedy for that is called apis and it's derived from the sting of a bee mm -hmm. and so what they do is they take it and they dilute it and dilute it and dilute it until there's no actual substance there's no actual like you can't find the sting of the bee inside the pellet or the drops, the because it could be formed in a liquid or um, drops that you take under your tongue. Um, it's just the energy of that thing, and then that helps to combat, 
you know, the the allergic reaction to mm-hmm. bees. So th- that's that. But I do want to circle back to Dr. Crystal's question that she answered asked me earlier that I didn't get a chance to answer about research. Yes. 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 Yeah. So 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 it is very important uh, to do what we call evidence based natural medicine. So we don't go based on theories, ideas like oh maybe this will work. We do want to provide a service that is beneficial for people. Yes. You know, um, ultimately we want results. <laughs> so. The best way to kind of research if acupuncture is is good for you and your condition or your, your concern or maybe your relatives, um, there's a website called pubmed.gov. Yes. Okay. And you go on that website, pubmed.gov, and you type in acupuncture and whatever keyword it is, sciatica, headaches, uh, menopause, whatever it is that you're you know wondering about, and then. Everything that comes is uh, peer-reviewed journals, so that's the gold standard of Western medicine today. So it's been, you know, tested by you know the conventional medical society, and then you have articles. And some will will honestly say that it's good. Some will, might say it's undetermined whether it's g- beneficial or not beneficial. And some may say our study showed that it didn't help with mm-hmm. a certain condition. Mm-hmm. But you do have tons of resources available at online at your fingertips. Yeah, and I think that's an important point because that's, I think, is a misconception when you look at natural medicine in general, that mm-hmm. there's just not the research supporting it. Well, and there, there's You, you see that research. just with supplements. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's where we specialize in, in disseminating all the all the clinical trials in, in supplementation. Mm-hmm. And doctors still look at me. My colleagues still look at me from Texas. There's no research supporting that. You know, it's yeah. like, I, yeah. here, what do you mean? Here's, here's 200 here's, studies. Yeah, yeah. Here, I wouldn't yeah. even overwhelm them. Yeah. Here's, good, here's a good five. Just take a look. You right. Know? It's mm-hmm. like, exactly. Yeah. Um, let me ask. So you went through a lot of official training. You got your true master's from a great university. Mm-hmm. Um, but are all acupunctures out there um, at, at that same standard or some, do you worry that there are some practicing acupuncture that maybe need more training? Is What's the word sham acupuncture? I don't, mm-hmm. Is this an issue? Okay, so that's a really good question. Um, and there are studies that have shown that sham acupuncture, which for those listening who don't know what that is, it's like fake acupuncture. It's like, let's say this point here is good for headaches, but I'm going to do a point over here. Like, how does that help headaches or does it? Sometimes um, sham acupuncture does stimulate the placebo effect. The patient thinks, oh, I'm getting acupuncture, I'm gonna get better, and then they do. That's the power of the mind. Mm -hmm. And so from my perspective, whether it's sham or placebo or acupuncture, I don't care because the end result is the same. The patient got better, you know? So um, what was your question again? Well, just, I mean, uh, is there is there a, a group oh, the that training. regulates yes. more right. the Oh, absolutely. And, so, yeah. so to be an acupuncturist in the United States, it's a master's degree program. So you have to have a bachelor's in pre-med. So all the basic sciences, mm-hmm. biology, chemistry, organic chemistry, physics, you know, all of those classes you have to take. And then you can go to master's in acupuncture. However, there are people who, um, you know, chiropractors, physical therapists, MDs who take um, CEUs mm-hmm. in acupuncture. Mm-hmm. Maybe they only get 400... Uh, sorry, 40 hours of training. So they might do like trigger therapy. Like, so if somebody has neck pain or shoulder pain, they know the trigger points for that, but they're not trained in like internal problems such as um, uh, menopause and IBS and, you know, things that are a little bit more complicated to treat. They might be able to do pain management, but they have such a very limited, you know, 40 hours versus three-year master's degree. Mm. It's not the same um, level. And with when you get your master's, then is there is there a board 
like licensing board you have to yes, go through. Yes, the, the Department of Health regulates Re- regu- it. See, yeah. right, see, everything you just said right there, what do you think, Dr. Gray? I, I, don't, I don't think a lot of medical doctors know right. a lot of what you just said. Right, because mm-hmm. they think that it's maybe like a nine-month uh, certification it's, program, like, like, like it's, massage. It's, like, right? on, it's like online. You yeah, online, exactly. Become an acupuncturist.com. Right. You, know, it's, <laughs> you go on and you're done. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a complete program. Right. Yeah, yes. that's, that's really nice. What are some of your... Um, just look, looking at your own practice and stuff, what are some of the like more interesting cases you've had? Well, one case that stands out in my mind, um, it was a very challenging case because I had never treated this condition before, and I did not even know if acupuncture was going to work. It was a gentleman who came to me with macular degeneration. Mm. And as you know, that conventional medicine has nothing for that. Um, there are some supplements that do help with the health of the eye, but macular degeneration is very challenging mm-hmm. condition. And it usually goes one way from, you know, getting it to getting worse <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and not the yeah. other and not the other direction. So this gentleman came in. It was when I was working as an acupuncturist on a cruise ship. And I told him the truth. You know, I told him, um, I don't know if this could be beneficial or not, but let's give it a try and see what happens. So he came in. He was very open minded. And we did points around the eyes, bring circulation to the eyes, bring healing right. to it to the eyes. And um, to my surprise, and to, like it gives me the goosebumps today, um, he we did 10 consecutive treatments. So one treatment every day for 10 days, because again, we were on a cruise ship, we had limited time, you know, before he has to disembark. And um, towards the end, um, he said that the he had black circles in his visual field that mm-hmm. they went away. And for him, that was life changing. You know, that was like amazing. Yeah, and yeah. I didn't expect that. I didn't even know that it was capable of, of doing that. But I just said, you know, um, acupuncturists and any types of healers were just vessels for, you know, the only real healer, the divine healer. You know, yeah. so yeah. so if if I could be that channel and if it's if, you know, the universe or whatever your spiritual belief, Mother Nature, God, whatever you want to call it, if it's the universe's will and the patient's will and everything aligns and it it happens you know we just we're just help the body to heal itself are you going to go back to the cruise ships because that sounds really cool i i <laughs> honestly no, i want her to stay in south florida so that i can become a patient Thank you know you. the funny thing is that was um it between 2004 to 2006 i still dream about it but i currently have three teenagers oh, and so i think yeah. they would be, they would be really mad if i just left um but i did write a book of when i was an acupuncturist on a cruise ship it's on amazon and kindle oh. it's called fantastic voyage and um, it's a woman's pursuit of truth meaning and beauty so Fantastic it's, wow that's a, a fun available name. on amazon go check go check <laughs> that out um who so it I, not everybody can do acupuncture right it's a skill right so who can't do it <laughs> can i just go in there you think and take some classes like the no, md oh dr mike <laughs> <laughs> i mean you it, could take it, you go through <laughs> well i would have to imagine I, the point i'm making is that you must there's probably some natural skill to it, but it's just practice, right? Right. You, just, you practice it, you practice it over and over. Yeah. You have an attending that's watching over you as you as you grow. Right. Um, so you would it's this this is you would love to see this grow, right? Absolutely. Yeah. You learn with experience. You do intern <laughs> with other more experienced doctors, and then it's your 
your own ability to feel and perceive where's the pressure points. There are landmarks, like for example, there's a pressure point um, and the wrist and the, how you find it is you find the crease in the wrist, you go down three fingers and then it's between the tendons. So there are landmarks to help you find um, the points on the body. Mm-hmm. But you know what, in China, the most skilled acupuncturists, you're not gonna believe this and I'm glad you're sitting down, they're blind. Because ah, they feel people cool. who are blind, their other senses are more developed. Right. Yes. So they could they really have a sense of touch and feel yeah. that's much more developed than ours. You know what's interesting? I'm gonna I'm gonna make a connection back to conventional medicine to that. Um, some of the best diagnostic physicians ever were the ones when they didn't have labs and stuff. Mm. They were they were true clinicians. They yeah. touched. Yeah. They felt. They could they between smelled. between you smell. Yes. They taste it. Yes, they yes. taste it. Between all of that and and taking a really listening, they they were better at mm-hmm. diagnosing than when you know than they are now with labs and stuff. Right. So I kind of get that. I think mm-hmm. that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> so is acupuncture for everyone. Well, there are certain conditions where, like, for example, in the state of Florida, as we mentioned, it is regulated by the Department of Health. So we are primary care providers. We can help people with any condition except um, you have to have a primary oncologist if the patient Uh is a cancer patient. And you can utilize acupuncture for the side effects of chemotherapy, radiation, Mm -hmm. you know, all of the the unpleasant, um, you know, loss of appetite, loss of hair, loss of energy. All those things can be addressed with Mm -hmm. Chinese medicine, including acupuncture. Um, but we can be primary care for like, you know, high cholesterol, high blood pressure, um, gynecological issues mm-hmm. and all of those other things. So how long is a session? What can people expect? So the sessions are usually um, between 45 minutes to an hour. Mm-hmm. The first session is usually longer because we have to take a, a more in-depth history, etc. And then the follow-up sessions are just like, you know, what's new, anything changed and things like that. So it's a lot faster. But the needles stay in the body for about half an hour. And that's because it takes 28 minutes for the blood to circulate around your entire body. Mm-hmm. So we want to make sure that the entire like blood moves around the body. And um, then we also give recommendations um, often uh, for nutrition, you know, what to eat, what not to eat to address mm-hmm. the person's condition, which supplements to take, herbal medicine, and also things that they can do at home, such as stretching, exercise, baths that can help with their condition. Very nice. You're listening to Dr. Ahuva Gamliel. She is a naturopathic doctor and acupuncture physician. Um, Dr. Ahuva, who, you know, if, if a listener wants to learn more about you, you know, check out your practice, how, how can they find you? My website is drgamliel.com. So it's spelled D-R-G-A-M-L-I-E-L.com. And I'm actually in the process of shifting more from acupuncture in my office in Hollywood, Florida, to providing telehealth and wellness services worldwide. Okay. Because I want to be able, like, that's one of the things that the pandemic kind of opened up is telehealth. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to be able to reach and help more people um, across not only the United States, but anywhere in the world if they want to improve their health with nutrition and supplements and herbal medicine. I want to be ex- nice. easily accessible to yes. everyone. Yeah, very nice. Well, thanks for coming on today. My pleasure. Fantastic topic. Thanks. Mm-hmm. I'm going to become an acupuncturist now. <laughs> Crystal. You can take CEUs if you're still keeping your degree active. And she'll be my guinea pig. No, <laughs> I won't. <laughs> no, I, no, I really, it's, it's fantastic. And it's great for me. This was enlightening because um, I learned a little bit more that it is more regulated. There is, there is structure 
to the education, mm-hmm. their structure and licensing to the practice. I mean, that's a lot of stuff that I think people don't realize. Yeah, yeah. and we do have to keep our degrees active. So every two years, we need to take 30 continuing education units. So it's not like you just do the three-year master's and you're done. You have to constantly be learning. And that's and that's how it should be through yes. any type of medicine you practice, right? Yeah. So that's fantastic to hear. Thanks for coming on My again. Pleasure. You're listening to Live Foreverish. Don't forget, you can go to liveforeverish.com. When you go there, there's a ton of other episodes you can download. When you do that, like, share, comment, and subscribe so you never miss a show. As a matter of fact, on liftforeverish.com, we call it the one-two punch. You can put in your email. (laughs) We probably should come up with something better than that. Put your email in, and you you join the family of Life Extension and and, um, uh, Live Foreverish, and then you can also subscribe to the show uh, from your favorite place that you like to listen to podcasts. Yeah. Liveforevers.com. Go check it out. I'm Dr. Mike. Thanks for listening.